Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, sir. Amos and Andy have been up there for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On CannedAirPodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies, and video games. I see. And where might one find this CannedAirPodcast.com? Ah, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this internet. Well, it's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is eh? Smithers, release the hounds! Uh, go to CannedAirPodcast.com. Best website ever! You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And joining us today, we have from the comic series, Hank Steiner, writer Scott Schmidt, and artist Tyler Sowles. Thanks for being with us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, what? It looks like there's some changes coming to The Simpsons, some big changes. Um, a virtual reality arcade, it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to hear more about that. And then we're going to be turning our attention over to Scott and Tyler to hear more about Hank Steiner, Monster Detective. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, first up uh, in recaps, looks like something on S.H.I.E.L.D. Jack. Yeah, they were going to do a spinoff of the show, but it died. You know, I was uh, kind of upset to hear that because the way they signed off the season finale of S.H.I.E.L.D. was uh, it looked like Agent May was heading out to do her own thing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. there's our show. But uh, Oh, yeah, I could see that one. Doesn't look like it's happening now? No, it was originally supposed to be with uh, Barbara Bobby Morse. Mockingbird, ah. and her husband, off and on husband, whatever. Right. And I guess, yeah, I was supposed to run around with them, but apparently they decided not to. That was probably a good call. Mainly because I guess those two kind of kept ratings going this season, and they didn't want to just drop them off out of nowhere and then... Really? Yeah. Can you attribute any of your uh, interest in this season to either of those characters? I candy. I can't. That's it, yeah. That's all. <laughs> no. What about uh, Tyler and Scott? Shield fans? I have only watched like two episodes. What do you think of those two episodes? Yeah. Yeah, I I have not seen it, I will say. We're the worst. (laughs) I can't believe we had you guys on the show. Best best (laughs) guest ever, right? (laughs) Nothing to contribute. That's that's all right. There will be much more to touch on here. Uh, uh, Jeff, do you watch? I have not yet. You have not yet. Do you watch any of it? I've watched the opening theme. Get on your mic there. <laughs> That's about it, though. The opening theme? What did you think of the opening theme? <laughs> I think it was overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. All right. Anything else on you? Yeah, they got picked up for season three. Good. And Agent Carter's going to be back next year, too. Oh, that's some good news right there. I really enjoyed Carter. Is that? I haven't got to see that yet. Is that Carmen Sandiego? 
<laughs> it looks just like it. It does look just like it. Could be, yeah. couldn't it? I had, uh, I think it was for Agent Carter, where they could go back, what what they might do to for the storyline for that one. And it had to do with the end of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. Something sparked, and I was like, oh, they should do something something to do with that. Yeah, because they wrapped up everything that was happening in the, that first little semi-season or whatever you call it. I mean, it was only yeah. like eight episodes, right? Yep. Seven or eight episodes. All right. Well, moving along here, uh, we've been talking about TMNT 2 currently filming, and they have found their Bebop. Any of you guys remember Malcolm in the Middle? TV show. Any of you guys watch that? Yeah. Not Dewey, is it? A little bit. (laughs) It's not Dewey. (laughs) (laughs) It's Brian Cranston. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to (laughs) say. Do you remember, um, I think, Malcolm's friend in the wheelchair, the black kid, Stevie was his name? Yes, Stevie. His dad? His dad? I vaguely remember remember his dad. Uh, His name is uh, Gary Anthony Williams in real life, but uh, that's who's going to be Bebop. Huh. Yeah, let me. I Bring think in I, the star power in. I've always thought he would make the perfect bebop. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture for you guys. I vaguely remember him now. Just send it to him. Yeah, he kind of looks familiar. Here, let me see if I can send this to you guys. Uh, okay, and I just sent you guys uh, a picture. What'd you think? You yeah. Remember this guy? Yeah. Yes, vaguely. What do you think, bebop? I can see it. No one better. That's for no, sure. No one better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's going to be starting off as a street thug member, a ragtag game of mis- misfits who uh, acts as though he's intellectually superior, though he is not, as we know from the character Bebop. But that's, uh, a little, that's a little too much character for Bebop, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to say, it's better than the Bebop they've given us in the cartoon nowadays. I was going to say, they give him a black suit and let him go invisible. and then... Well, he's like super thin. He can skate <laughs> on the air and disappear. and it's, it's Disappear? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> and, you know, I have very, very little complaints with that show, but that's that's one of them. So, that is not a warthog trait. I know that. <laughs> Disappearing. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, his head is enormous, like a warthog, but the rest of his body is like <laughs> a little skin. Yeah. 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 Isn't isn't Rocksteady like huge compared to him too? Uh. So yeah, I would think so. In the I series, mean, he is. He is in the series. There, you, are you yeah. talking in relation to the turtles? Well, I'm talking, like, in relation to the old Bebop and Rocksteady, like, from, like, the cartoon, you know, how they were kind of relatively the same size. In the new one, aren't they, like, pretty different sizes? Like, um, is Bebop way smaller? Yeah, Rocksteady's enormous, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the way it probably should be. Right, yeah, yeah, true. And it's the same way in the comic book, too, but uh, right. I just hope that translates well into the movie. I hope they really, you know, Bebop has, like, the turtle shell with shoulder pads. And yeah. You know how true. big they're going to be? Which, I mean, like, how really, terrifying is that? That's I mean, Transformer like, size, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big-ass warthog. You do raise a good point, though. The turtles are already enormous in the new movies. Mm-hmm. So much bigger than they should have been. And so if they're making Bebop and Rocksteady bigger than them... Yeah. <laughs> I think we're missing the greater point here, and that's like how much monster are they going to chug in the movie? You know I, what I'm saying? They're putting an awful lot in here, and I I hope they save Krang for the third one. But uh, oh, They better not throw him in there, too. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot. Casey Jones and Bebop yeah. Rocksteady and however Baxter survive. Oh, yeah. Baxter. I didn't know Baxter was going to be in there. <laughs> Go ahead and tell him who's playing Baxter Stockman. <laughs> what the heck's his name? What uh, is Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, that's yeah, that's right. Oh. Huh. That was... <laughs> that's, like, 
stream left field. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. give me a shot. <laughs> Why not? I love that silence that followed the breaking of that news. That's how it sounded in my head when I found out about it. What? All right. Anything else on turtles, guys? Nah. nah All right. Stupid turtles. <laughs> That'll do it for recaps. Recap it. All right. We don't have any rumors to talk about this week, unless Tyler and Scott have any rumors they want to share with us. Guys, have you heard anything on the rumor mill? Uh, Not really. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I don't spend too much time in mills in general. So <laughs> I just like listening to you sweat. The <laughs> You know, I, I really haven't heard a whole lot. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're just going to move right into talking about some comic books. Yay. And uh, <laughs> best reaction ever. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess, I guess I'll break the ice and go first this week. Comic I'm talking about is another offering from uh, HoundComics.com. We were reached out to by uh, the people at Hound Comics, and they wanted us to talk about their catalog a little bit. So went down through the list and picked the next one called Content with Chaos, number one. And uh, story and art are done by Jay Reed. The book was really good. It, the story is about... The, the setting of the story is like... I, at least I think. I, uh, again, this is only issue number one, so I'm kind of guessing on some of these details. Uh, it's set in the future, in, in the setting of uh, Omega City, where there's like a corrupt government kind of repressing everyone. Everyone has to be, you know, in by curfew. Very, very, very strict. So there are people who have been driven underground in hiding from the government so they can live their own lives. But um, there's a character who's shown up in uh, Omega City by the name of Chaos who is going around bullying people, trying to find information on this uh, explosion that happened at this lab called Omega-13 that apparently he was created at. He's, he's all green. He it looks like he's glowing with radiation. He shows that he's got some kind of powers, but it doesn't say... You don't see what they are yet. But these characters, uh, Brunzi and Grimms, are hunting this character down to uh, take him down. And that's really about all you see as far as the main characters go. And at the end of the book, you kind of see that people are uh, forming a rebellion known as the Underground. At, that's going to eventually stand up against this government. But that's what it was left on. It was a good book, though. So I strongly recommend checking it out. Go to uh, houndcomics.com. Artist and story by Jay Reed. Content with chaos. I might have to look at it. Yeah. it was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. When hmm. I started, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. But uh, I really enjoyed it. So, all right. Who's next? I'll do it next. Go. <laughs> I got from Free Comic Book Day. Savage Dragon Legacy. Are you shitting me? I you didn't, didn't know see that it there. Was a, no. Yeah. I didn't see that either. It was all right. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to let me read that. So apparently, is it Eric Larson. What's that? Is it Eric Larson? Uh, did it? yes. At least he's on the cover. Ooh. You have to open that up and look at like, it. Like, actually, Eric Larson's on the cover? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what it looks like. Just a portrait of him. <laughs> no, I did this comic. <laughs> yep, by Eric Larson. So I guess it. this isn't the uh, the Savage Dragon that we know from earlier times. This, I guess, this is his son. Oh, really? His name's Malcolm Dragon. He looks just like his father. Yeah. He just got... The, it, the book opens up, he's fighting against a supervillain, beats the piss out of him, and 
the police chief's like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. You know, there's crime going all the time, day and night. You can't work 24-7, so you'll be on call at the end of the month. If there's any extra time that you haven't worked, then we'll have you do something there. Oh, while he's at the police station, he's walking out, and there's like a reporter kind of guy, kind of like a tabloid tabloid reporter following around, talking smack about his dad, because his dad apparently turned into some evil emperor and almost destroyed the world, so he's in jail on death row because of what he did. Wow. And then all of a sudden, another guy starts attacking Carrying two babies, he ends up stopping them, grabs the babies, finds out they're both dragons too. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was all right. It was I've never read Savage Dragon before, so it was really wordy. It was pretty word heavy, that's for sure. Do you know if this was to like kick off the next line of Savage Dragon? It looks like it's a number one. I believe so. Hmm. You know, I've I don't really know much about Savage Dragon, but I've always been very intrigued. I have a single issue of Savage Dragon, and it's a merger between uh, him and the Ninja Turtles. They yeah, talk about Dimension X a lot in it. No, the one I have is uh, like he's in Manhattan tracking like a bounty or something on someone, and uh, the turtles are out on patrol, and they come across him, and they end up fighting back and forth a while until hmm. they realize oh, we're on the same side, we're after the same fella, you know. But it was pretty good. I just can't believe I missed that. It must have been gone by the time I got to the table. I don't remember what store I got it from. Mm, I didn't see it anywhere. All right. I thought you'd be mad about it. <laughs> Is that why you put it out there like yeah, that's that? That's why we got it here. <laughs> Surprised oh. you don't have it like on a gem encrusted oh. pillow in front of me with a light shining down it. <laughs> <laughs> like slowly rotating. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Jeff. All right, me next, I guess. It's a book I read a long time ago and I don't remember crap about it. So I'm going to wing it. <laughs> it's actually Wolverine and the X-Men. If you remember X-Men Evolution, this has nothing to do with it. But, you know, Wolverine's headmaster of a school. <laughs> right. Which is kind of weird. Because, <clears throat> uh, what was it, X-Men Evolution? He was like the teacher or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's basically he's the new school for Xavier and everything, trying to teach the new mutants. Basically, the book that I carry is those issues one through four, and it's the establishment coming together, and now he has to pass a state just to keep the school going. And you get to meet all the characters pretty much for the whole students. One of them that was interesting was Brew, which if you guys knew about the Brood, or the Bro- uh, I think it's the Brood, there are a whole bunch of alien races that came down and started killing and raping and all that, that stuff. That sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, this one, this one guy in particular, he's basically like one of like, he's almost a genius on the same level as Hank or a Beast. And it was very interesting seeing him because I actually like his character out of all of them. Just because how he's like this little smart ass and he takes all this crap from everybody and he keeps us cool. But then he loses his shit towards the end because of some kind of fight that these uh, bullies did across the way. <laughs> I can't really get much into it because I can't remember half the crap. I did li- I did enjoy it and I never actually continued on after the first four issues. So I'm going to probably pick up the paperback just to continue just to actually come back and give you guys a full review that makes more sense than just me rambling about the... you got a lot of full reviews to catch up on, Jeffrey. <laughs> I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to record in the off time and then send it your way with my hey. edits. And if you like, I'll, I'll set it down in a move where it sounds like a fire is in the fire background. And oh, hi. Review. I didn't hear your comment. <laughs> <laughs> reviews with Jeff is what we'll call it. <laughs> and now, Fireside Comic Chat with Jeff. <laughs> so... In the where's the, where's uh, Professor Xavier in this story? Is he? This is after he died? I no, think that's the, recent. Yeah. 
No, this is this is a whole another story. This actually came out two or three years ago. Did so, you ever see? Uh, there was a like this is before uh, the the, net, the series that's on TV. The no, Nightcrawler. This is before Nightcrawler. Before you know how he died. Mm. Or spoiler. Spoilers. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Nightcrawler died. Oh shit. dear God. No, it's fine. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is right before that. So yeah, I think it, I believe Xavier's either missing or he died. I can't remember offhand now. There was the cartoon show Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, I read it? some of that. And in that uh, storyline, they they cross this it's like Days story of Future's Past yeah. with Days of Future Past. Yeah, because it, it begins with uh, Professor X being there and like some kind of Jean Grey does some kind of mental explosion and kind of sends him to the future and which leaves Wolverine to lead the X Men and. It's, I mean, the, through the whole series, they struck out, but eventually you see, you know, them come to the future, fight the Sentinels. It's, it's a really good series. There's a few of those, like, episodes in there that kind of stand alone where they go off against some rogue mutant and they're kind of shitty, but the ones that all play together are really good. Like Magneto and Geonosis and all that stuff's in there. Mm. Awesome series. Highly recommend it. Yeah, this one, um, this one came out around the same time the TV show did, but it didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, that's where they got the show from. Yeah. Yeah. Which we right Sweet. now? I don't know. Wolverine, Wolverine. and X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make money. Don't buy it. Yeah. All right. Very yeah. cool. Another one for my list of reviews I had to redo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to start writing that list now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just busting your balls, Jeff. All right, Scott and Tyler, who wants to go next? Scott, you want to go or you want me to go? (laughs) I think we already decided this, but I will go first. Cool. Um, (laughs) Being the bigger guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last, well, I read, I sort of like go back and read like an old 80s comic and then I'll read something new and kind of go back and forth. So the latest thing I read is Rebels by Brian Wood and Andrea Muti and Jordi Valer. Uh, but I've also read Sludge number one from Malibu Comics from like, you know, whenever the hell those comics came out. So we have, I'm not sure which would you rather yet. hear about. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I remember that years I'm ago. I'm kind of curious about this Malibu one. Well, it's the most recent one I've read. So yeah, man, um, it's about a cop who's dirty, right? And uh, But he's only so dirty because he won't kill other cops, but he'll do all the other things the dirty cops do. So um, the person pulling the strings decides, uh, well, you know, you're no good to us anymore, so we're going to kill you. And he's in this pharmaceutical company, naturally, and finds himself in a vat of chemicals and then gets all shot up. Then, I guess, several days later, he emerges from the sewer as this character named Sludge, and he's kind of just that, Sludge. And for whatever reason, he hates gang members. I I guess it's maybe like (laughs) his cop flickering back to him, you know, like he's, RoboCop he's style. Yeah, the natural enemy this. of Sludge is gang members. <laughs> exactly. I have so, Googled this, and I'm looking at pictures of it, and this is the coolest looking comic ever. Dude, it's like, great. For Bring sure. It Just Google it, and you, I guarantee you'll want to read it. I know I He's do. like... He's like a shitty Swamp Thing. Yeah, exactly. No, he's like a dirty Swamp Thing. He's like a Captain Planet villain in the form of Swamp Thing. Oh, but he's a hero. Yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah. I never yeah. picked it up as a kid, though. Oh, that so looks he, uh, cool. 
his power, I don't know, is basically he just grabs onto someone and grows skin on them as far as issue one is concerned. Like, he grabs some dude's <laughs> head and then grows skin over his mouth and his nose, and then the guy dies. So, Yay. <laughs> very well, I, I, interesting you know, power. I'll give it a check for a uniqueness. That's yeah. something <laughs> I haven't seen. You know, he just doesn't, like pollute them or something and they gradually die over the decades he looks way more badass than Swamp Thing yeah, did, yeah. I think I think Agreed. it's because he's blue yeah <laughs> and sludgy and sludgy is Malibu still around? Uh, they got bought by Marvel a long time ago I believe and they've kind of just been sitting on the characters as far as I know those bastards <laughs> there's a lot of good ones once the MCU bleeds their catalog dry they'll Sludge the movie. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There was a lot of Malibu comics out there too. Yeah, I think I've ever seen one. Didn't they do like Prime or Primus or something like that? Wasn't Prime? Like, yeah, yeah, he was Prime. like, yeah, okay, big dude. Yeah, wasn't really? he a kid? It wasn't he? He was like, uh, he was like Captain Marvel, where he was like a kid that like turned into a big dude superhero or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Really? I only but, yeah. know that because there was a '90s cartoon of it that I used to watch when I was a kid. So, yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Malibu like, had a lot of TV shows. What? Yeah, they had a team like a of a bunch of just awful heroes. God, they were like, so bad. <laughs> like something Force or Ultra Force or Ultra something. Force. There you Was go. That it? Man, yeah, uh-huh. that's it. Gosh, yep, that's totally it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> And there's the dead guy that like his 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 superpower was being a dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to bring to the table? I'll be right here, dead. dead. <laughs> and then like they joked about him like smelling bad and stuff. Shame on you, Marvel! You've got gold and you don't. I even... know. <laughs> do you guys remember there was a TV show in the early '90s, a cartoon called uh, Bucky O'Hare? Oh, oh yeah, man! I'm a diehard Bucky O'Hare fan. Now, did that start as a comic? Uh, yeah, it did. It started as a comic and then got a TV show, and they did like several episodes, and then uh, then it was a video game also. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I remember. It was a video game? Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. The theme song was something like Captain Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare, wasn't that something like that? Yeah, no, it's like that. It's a rap. I mean, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. It's great. <laughs> It'll definitely find its way into this episode. I wonder if that comic, though, the point I was trying to make, if uh, if that was one of the... Malibu. Malibu. Malibu, excuse me. No, it was independent, I believe. Uh, Larry Hama, and I can't remember the guy who illustrated it, but he was the creator of it, and um, just stayed independent as a comic until it, they signed a contract for the for the show, I believe. I'm going to have to find some Bucky O'Hare comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Sludge. Sludge is good, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah Sludge. You know. <laughs> Everyone should read Sludge. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It. Hey, is it on Comixology? Uh, I highly doubt it. This was in a, a dusty long box in a vintage shop, so... <laughs> of course not. All right. <laughs> All right, very cool. So that would leave. Uh, that was Tyler that went, right? No, that was Scott. No, Scott. Oh, man, see, I'm having trouble. I keep getting your voices mixed <laughs> it's up. It's cool. We sound kind of similar, too, don't we? Uh, well, I mean. A little bit, but once you guys get, once we all get talking, like, which one was which now? <laughs> right. All right. Well, I'll go. Um, I've actually, I've got three comics in my hand, and I don't know if you guys have talked about them yet, because they're all relatively new. Um, we'll start with one that everyone's talking about. Have you guys read Chrononauts at all yet? No. I, uh, I think I've seen that one, though. 
It's Mark Miller and Sean Murphy. Um, oh, yeah, man. Mark Millar. I love Mark Millar. It's, it's gorgeous. It's like... Um, so basically, I picked it up at issue two, so I am not super sure what's going on um, as far as issue one's concerned. But issue two, it seems like it's about these two scientists who get these suits that allow them to travel through time. And like, I'm not sure if they were doing it for an experiment, but one of the guys disappears. So they send the other scientist to track him down and he finds them. And it's like in the middle of this war and it's like it's in 1504 and there's like dudes driving around in cars and like tanks and shit. And they're um, the other scientist guy is like, what the hell's going on? And he's like in the middle of this crazy Mad Max scene. And basically. Hello. Oh no! Uh, He's gone. Man down. <laughs> we didn't like his comic. <laughs> <laughs> you just spade him out gently. That's sweet of you. <laughs> Sorry, we're losing you. Getting quiet. All right. Oh, now that he's gone. <laughs> I hear you guys. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We're talking about you. We promise. No, I, no, I heard now that he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Womp womp. Oh my god, that was amazing. The universe does not want me to spoil Chrononauts for you, I guess. <laughs> oh, that was, man, that was a happening right there. Yeah. That's gotta That's, stay. I do that to computers. I don't know what it is. Just like my soothing vocal cords. Breaks <laughs> What's the last thing you remember? As I was saying. Mumbling about. Uh, Mad Max. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow. Hold on, let me backtrack here. He's in the middle of this crazy, like, Mad Max, like, skirmish in the early 1500s, and he basically is about to be captured or injured in some way, and he says his name, and it kind of sparks one of the leaders of this this group of warriors to take him back to their stronghold. But of course, when he gets back to the stronghold, it's the other scientist. Uh, and basically, the kind of the premise is, is the, the scientist and us, the and we lost him again. <laughs> Tyler! <laughs> no. Are you guys there? There yep, he is. There we are. You just kind of so fade weird. out. We're going to hear yeah, something like, about the scientists. And then, I'm not. I, what's weird is I don't lose you guys at all. Like, you guys keep talking, and then I hear you shouting <laughs> my name, and I'm just, like, sh you know, shouting into the mic. And then, <laughs> wait for me, guys. Wait for me. <laughs> I want to play, too. <laughs> they just slowly lag out on us, and then nothing. <laughs> well, let me, let me see this. It's really good. The art's beautiful. All right. While we're while we're still riding good, Tyler, go ahead and uh, finish up what you were saying. I'm so sorry. No, it's cool. It's probably my fault. Um, if you haven't read Chrononauts, you should. the The art is crazy amazing. The story is funny. Um, basically, these two guys who can travel through time skip out on their responsibility and start having these crazy alternate lives in different time periods and build like empires for themselves and they're just like awesome. two, yeah they're just two normal dudes it's like if if doctor who had no sense of virtue at all like <laughs> he just wandered around doing terrible things and like getting mixed up in the mafia and like basically creating these really dirty empires sounds like a doctor who i want to be a part of yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's really rad the the art's just incredible so is that image too uh yes Damn. that's really hard to find 
I will find that. I love Mark Millar, and after uh, Kick-Ass ended, I was distraught. So this will be a nice way to pick back up with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Murphy's amazing, too. He's, he's gold. Scott, have you read uh, uh, Punk Rack Jesus? Because that's what I want to pick up next. Yeah, it's really good. I got that in issues, and it's, yeah, it's badass, man. Okay. Punk Rock Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I that. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. What's that about? Uh, the title says it all. I know. I'm just like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> it's been a while, but uh, I kind of, I guess, essentially, what it's about is it's a reality TV show about the Messiah of Jesus. This woman's supposed to have, you know, the Messiah, and it becomes a reality TV show, and everybody in the world is watching it. And um, it's it's kind of about how this person who's supposed to then protect her sort of like breaks her out and all this kind of thing. And then the baby's born and he grows up and sort of rebels. And it's 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 badass, man. You should definitely check it out. It's all um, it's all Murphy. It's written by him and all the arts by him. So punk rock Jesus. It has yeah. been written down. It is a Vertigo book, I believe. Oh, oh okay. That should not get too much Vertigo. Vertigo anymore. They had a lot of stuff on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. yeah. Nice. A bunch of stuff. Awesome. This has been a very fruitful comic table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Cheryl Treadway from Avon Park, Florida. And what has Cheryl Treadway done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? It was all over the news, not last week, but the week before. Uh, apparently, she and her three kids were being held captive by her boyfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. He wouldn't let her out of the house, do anything. Um, she ended up getting him to let her order some pizza. So she went <laughs> got online, pizzahut.com. And you know in the little section where you can leave a note to, like, a yeah. doorbell or something? She wrote in, please help, get 911 to me. Also, she wrote, 911 hostage help. So Pizza Hut got a hold of 911, and they ended up breaking in and saving her. That's Holy pretty ingenious. Crap. Her and the kids. So I, with this Heroes, I'm not sure which one is the hero. Her for being able to save herself and kids, or Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's always been a hero. Of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so They've got enough hero medals. <laughs> I'll give this one to Cheryl. For you said it was her and the kids. Yeah, yeah. When the cops arrived, uh, mother and one of the kids got out of the house, and shortly after there was a short standoff, the kidnapper was arrested, and the other two kids got out safe. Wow, that's crazy. Did they, did, did they get a pizza? <laughs> I left that out of the story. There was that no pizza. pizza. What was the pizza? You know what's horrible? What I was thinking about this entire time when you told that story. Hmm. Pizza. Well, yeah. The but you know how they they tell you when it's ready, and you can choose the little options. I don't know if you've ever been on the Pizza Hut's website. No. Yeah, yeah, I do it's probably weekly. Yeah, there's like a little drop down. And you could tell like little themes, and then like one of them was like this love theme. What? No. Yeah, I it tells you that. like your pizza's done, my love. I know Domino's you does that. Pick it up. What the just, hell's the point of doing that? That's weird. That is weird. It's, it's weird, but I started cracking up in my head because I'm hearing this in the background while the cops are coming to the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way. Oh, man. So that's some pretty good, pretty slick thinking to do that. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, do that. And in doing so, she saved herself and her children. So for that, Cheryl, you have found a spot on a wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. <laughs> So keep up that uh, ingenuitive mindset, man. That's that's crazy. 
I can't help but wonder if, like, as soon as she booted up the browser, like, she instinctively went to Facebook, just like, boom. <laughs> like, Shit, no. PizzaHut.com. Don't go on yeah, there. Seriously. Yeah. How you... <laughs> what, mm. what are what they're thinking on the other side when they saw that? Was it like a Hermes moment where it's like, mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would probably, th- I'd probably take it pretty serious. But who knows? I'm not, I'm not working at Pizza Hut. Yeah, man. I mean, pizza people see some, some ridiculous shit in their day. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving right along, let's jump into a few stories we have here, and then we'll cut over to Tyler and Scott and talk about Harry, or excuse me, Hank Steiner, monster detective. Ah, uh, <laughs> shut up, Jeff. <laughs> There's a joke in there. I'm just cracking because you just called him Harry. <laughs> he's a monster detective. <laughs> I think we get the joke. No. Yeah. <laughs> what do we talk about first? Uh, Supergirl trailer is out. Opinions, yeah, what do we think? Honestly, it didn't. some people were kind of upset by it because they seemed like it was, I don't know, some of the things that I had read where it was... I guess too girly or something, but that's I exactly it, what I thought. Uh-huh. See, I thought it kind of hits the mark. Like if they're trying to aim for like a teenage girl audience, then I think that that's they need to go that route, you know? Right. That's the same point. That's what I thought is a very girly way to go for the girls, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess I I don't see it so much as girly, but it kind of has the feel of like uh, ten things I hate about you, or she's all that, mm-hmm. or those kind of like teen right. movies yeah. from you know. So they're saying Kara Zor-El meets Supergirl meets uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Right. And it's the girl from Glee, too, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's a Glee one. I already don't like her. <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, I'm anxious to... I'll, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'll watch try the it first out. one, yeah. But, uh, I just think the CBS thing is weird. Yes. Yeah. For sure. An odd choice from the same network that brought us Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> In the eyes of Ranger, <laughs> don't get me oh. singing that. <laughs> Everything you do, he's gonna see. Keep going, please. When you're in yep, Texas, look behind you. Because that's what a Ranger's gonna be. Oh, yes. Well, that made my night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fun. Anything else on Supergirl? No. Nah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, it makes me enough to go back to watch all the X-Men movies again. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, new trailers, the uh, Legends of Tomorrow, the new oh, CW yes. superhero or DC show coming up. I haven't fall. seen that, but you know, you got the insight on that. <clears throat> yep. It's going to be the Atom. That we've all seen in Arrow this season. Oh, wow. He's finally going to shrink. They showed it in the preview. He finally got his tech to work so he gets small instead of just being the knockoff Iron Man that he was on the show. (laughs) Uh, The White Canary, which was the Black Canary in Arrow until she died. So like Gandalf. Yeah, totally. You turn white when you come back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Captain Cold and Heat Wave. I don't know if they're supposed to be good guys, bad guys gone good or... Bad guys helping out. Not sure. And one half of Firestorm. So I'm not sure how that's oh, going to help. Wow. Yeah. And also, for Doctor Who fans, Rory's going to be in it. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, He's going to be Rip Hunter. I don't know Rip Hunter very much. He's a time traveling guy. 
Oh, of course. So, yeah, I know. That's what I saw the trailer. <laughs> Misty was like, look, it's Rory. He's a Time Lord now. <laughs> so this is going to be another CW show with a lot of beautiful people. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be launching mid-season on the CW. Man. And their villain is going to be, like, the way it looks like Rip Hunter's coming back from the future, and I guess he's going to be taking all the heroes to different points in time, I think, because Vandal Savage is the main bad guy. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah. And they had a lot of... He's an awesome villain. Yeah, he is. They had a lot of fighting clips in it where people were shooting laser guns. It's not machine guns, so it's got to be in the future, yeah. But yeah, Vandal Savage. Yeah, I've seen him on TV before. That'll be good to see. I wonder who they'll get to play him. Because isn't he a big son of a gun? Yeah. Who would you cast? That's what I'm thinking right now. Me too. All it's hitting is The Rock, but he's... No. No. (laughs) I'm trying to think of somebody with a big forehead or too much brow. Nicholas Cage? I was just going to say Nicholas <laughs> He will take the role. He will. Gladly play the role. I've got to get in that show. I've got to get in that show. Did I tell you I auditioned for Superman too? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving along. Uh, what else do we have? Um, FOA Schwartz. Are you guys familiar with this name? It's the toy company, right? Exactly. It's the the famous toy store that From is Home in Home Alone Two. Excuse me. Yeah. From Home Alone Two. Oh, I, you know, I don't know if it was in Home Alone Two. Uh, yeah. The one I saw, it was uh, the one in Big. Big. Oh. Where uh, Tom Hanks was dancing on the big keyboard, you know, the big. Oh, both in New York is probably the same one. Yeah. yeah, it is the same one. I mean, well, I don't know that it's the same one from Home Alone Two, though. I'd have to research that. But uh, no, no, I'm probably full of shit. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> They're closing their doors. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've been in business since 1862. Jesus. Whoa. Closing their doors, yes, at the end of July uh, due to high rent. And, Damn. Yeah, can you believe that? Now, Toys R Us owns them, and they said they're, they've heard rumors they're going to try to move it down like a Times Square. Now, I've also, aside from this article, have read that uh, or even heard Toys R Us in Times Square was going to be leaving. So I wonder if they're just going to evacuate and give them the store. Just making a big Toys R Us. Right there on the corner. I think it's right right across from like Good Morning America or something something like that. that. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I've never been there or anything, but 1862. I wanted to. Yeah, you know. Wow. You walked in there? No, I wanted to go there. Oh. Does that mean anything? <laughs> it was so funny going back. I watched that clip from Big where he was dancing on the keyboard. And I remember how high tech and uh, next generation that keyboard yeah. dancing around it seemed. But it was so uh, <laughs> very dated. I have that on my phone now. <laughs> is it still there? On that. Right. You know, I, I'm sure it probably is in some form or another just to pay yeah. homage to the movie yeah. you know Broken. remember us we were in this movie that was us <laughs> <laughs> we also sell toys <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah foa schwartz to a hell of a long run i guess uh, yeah we uh hope you survive in Times square all right uh what else we have a virtual reality arcade jack yeah, there's a London-based company called The Void. They specialize in virtual reality arcades, apparently. And they're building one. Why? In Utah, I have no idea. Because <laughs> it's hot. Okay. I guess maybe there's a lot of room. <laughs> maybe it's going to be big. <laughs> like, we need something to do out here! <laughs> oh my god. But uh, with this game, you'll be able to see, feel, navigate through different worlds and play with other people. 
Oh, so, wow. so like, like an MMO virtual reality. Yeah, there was there's like a first person shooter type game, look like some role playing type stuff. Mm. But the way in the video that I'll put on the website, they showed it as like there's people walking in, they got their VR glasses on, they're holding their gun or swords or whatever. They walk up to a wall and they can touch it, but what they're actually seeing is like a, a console on the wall that they can interact with and do stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh. oh, so they like they get to like freeform wander around? Yeah. Yep. That's terrifying. So it's yeah, yeah. kind of like laser tag, but all virtual like, reality. I feel like we should videotape people walking around in the dark. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So sure. it sounds like it's going to be contained to like whatever that room is, and like wherever the real walls are, they'll project like different things onto those walls. So, so people aren't like blindly just running into walls. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah like whatever the fun. whatever the area looks like, it will be modeled after. So, like, mm. instead of you'd be in a dungeon and there'll be a room off to the one side, you'll actually be walking down a hallway with a room. That would be freaking crazy. Can you imagine? Yep. Sword art online. And I, oh, God. See, <laughs> when it comes to virtual reality, I don't even care about being able to, like, actually walk around. I'm content with sitting on my ass with a controller in my hand. Mm-hmm. I just want my vision to be enclosed by the virtual reality. Yeah. When I turn my head, I can look around. I guess with the VR goggles, too, they're... They're way... Uh, I think they're even better than the... Oculus? Uh, Oculus, yeah. Because huh. they were talking about the the way the pixels are. They're into, mi- like, micro-pixels. Is that right? So, the, yeah, the resolution's going to be... Mm. Not like looking at a TV screen in front of your eyes. will actually be pretty clear. Hmm. Creepy. I want, I want it, I want it, I yeah, want that, it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I'm... That scares me, I think. Like... <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the future when everything is that real and that intense? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, what it, was the movie that had Bruce Willis where it Surrogates. Was, surrogates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Perfect yeah. example. Yeah. <clears throat> I could actually see that happening. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that happening. Which I don't like, like myself. I'm going to make a perfect version of myself and just live that. <laughs> and, you know, at least me, in the, in the case of surrogate, you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, the ride home from work. I just... Turn him off in an alley or something. Just wake up at home. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's there tomorrow. <laughs> just lock him in the stall in the bathroom at work and just sign out. Just like a bad version of Sims. Put a loop of uh, bathroom noises in there with him. Just climb into a cupboard. This guy's been in there for 20 hours. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else, Jack? No, no word on when it's going to open. Not soon enough. That's that's when. Utah. All right. Utah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be our Coming first canned air trip to Utah. Yeah. All right, one more thing before we turn over to uh, Scott and Tyler here. Harry Shearer is leaving The Simpsons. Boom, boom, boom. That was really sad to hear. What do you guys think? I can't believe it's him for the first. I don't know who I would have thought would have gone first, but. You know, when I first heard it, I thought, wow, that's hard to believe. But then when you sit and think about it, I mean, we're on what, season 26, 5, 26? For the cast to stay around, any of them stay around as long as they have, yeah, is crazy. Mind you, they're <laughs> they're sleeping on piles of cash now, <laughs> but still, I, I mean, you know, I mean, he's got to be getting a little bit older, and he's been doing this for twenty five years, and it probably consumes most of his uh, his life. Well, that's why I read that he the reason why he said he's leaving is because he wants to be able to work on other stuff. You're right. Mm. But yeah, he was the voice of Mr. Burns, Smithers, Ned Flanders, Seymour Skinner, Kent Brockman, Rainier Wolfcastle, just to oh, name man. a few. Was, yeah, I could be Mr. Smithers. 
And that could be Mr. Burns. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. That was good. Consider this my audition. <laughs> if any of the Fox execs are listening, I could be a perfect C. Montgomery Burns. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be crazy. Like, well, show up to work. I got the phone call. I got the phone call. <laughs> Candace going to California. I guess Bebop and Rocksteady for us being them. That's kind of washed. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, Jeremy Howard. You weren't big and black enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, uh, where was I going with that? This, the show itself has been renewed for two more seasons. So Yeah, that kind of shits all over that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it says they have actually a guy in mind who can replace the characters. Okay, <laughs> I guess. I mean, everyone's going to be able to tell, it's obviously. It's going to be like Aladdin. What? Yeah. Oh, God. Where everybody's voice changed. Networks like animation because they don't have to pay the actor's squad. Plus, they can replace them and no one can tell the diddly difference. Was it Fresh Prince or something where, like, the mom changed? Oh, like, yes. yes. Yeah. And you was. just were expected to be like, oh, this is cool. This is yeah. fine. This is totally fine. Her skin's so much darker, but it's the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in the house. It must be her. <laughs> they, they call, call her mom. mom. They, they call just... her mom. It's right lady. It's like uh, going back to one of the early episodes. We talked about uh, characters who had disappeared from sitcoms, like uh, in Family Matters. There was the daughter Judy who was sent upstairs and never came down. Oh yeah, same for that. Uh, uh, Happy Days. Didn't Richie Cunningham had a, a his brother? brother, his older brother, or something yeah. like that? Yep. Same went upstairs. Went upstairs and- if you're on a TV show and you get sent upstairs, do not go. What, I want to know what's upstairs that makes them not come back down. No, you don't. Because <laughs> then we'll never know. You won't live to tell us. But, yeah, again, they sh- they renewed the show for two seasons, but they haven't said that at the end of those two seasons they're going to stop. They just, I think it was James L. Brooks just tweeted, yep, we're going to keep going on without Harry. So, yeah. I don't know. It would make more sense to end after those two years, but... You know, if you're going to put two years under your belt with these new people, why not just push just on keep for going, yeah. two or three more years, hit the 30-year mark, and call it quits? Yeah, because it'll take two years to, you know, get people to erase the, the other voices from their mind. Right. And mm. if you were only going to stick around two more years, why even bother? Yeah. It's going to be weird to see it go. It's, it's long past its prime, but it's always been... Uh, Security blanket. Next thing, Nancy will leave and Bart will have his voice change. (laughs) Get older. Don't have a cow, man. (laughs) Eat my shorts. (laughs) I don't think that's her. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, I think I'll do with all of our stories, so let's just turn our attention right over to Scott Schmidt and Tyler Sowles and talk about Hank Steiner, Monster Detective. Thanks again for being with us, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And thanks for sending us the book. It was a hell of a lot of fun to read. (laughs) Uh, It kind of reminds me of, I was going to say earlier, now I forget what I was going to say, like a Dark Monsters, Inc. meets uh, Roger Rabbit or something. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> cooler than what we've been saying it is. So you know, <laughs> the uh, thing right we've been yeah. saying is what it's Dick Tracy meets the monsters. monsters yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, guys, tell us about Hank Steiner. Go ahead, Scott. Oh man, throws <laughs> it right to me. Well, yeah, well, you're um, the writer. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Hank Steiner, he is a, um, a detective in a world where, you know, you just said it, 
uh, humans and monsters coexist. Presumably this has been going on for a while because they're pretty settled down. You don't have these like, you know, monsters constantly fighting humans sort of thing. But uh, it's it all kind of uh, spun out of this one plot line that is in, it's only mentioned in one word bubble in the first issue and it's that an archdemon tried to fuse two worlds and it was a failure for some reason that we don't know yet. Basically, the result was that now these humans all had to live with all these monsters. And we pick up at the point where now they're just sort of existing together and coming to terms with all of that. Which so, ends um, poorly for the monsters. They're like, they, they live in like the ghettos and the humans basically shit on everything that they do. And right. They'll, right. You know, they'll come dump garbage in their streets and monsters go missing. And they're basically treated like freaks. And because there's at least the way that it's it seems to me is that there's a lot less monsters than there are humans. And so they're just sort of corralled and they're forced to live in the worst parts of town and, you know, nobody takes care of them. And that's basically kind of where, where Hank comes into play is he's, he's one of the few monsters who's made a living and made a name for himself sticking up for them. Like he doesn't let humans, you know, screw around with, with what they're doing too much. Where did the idea originate from? <laughs> uh, I, love when these, I love Shower when these stories scene. start with yeah. laughs. Well, <laughs> uh, truth be told, I thought of it when I was in the shower. It was just a random thought. I immediately jumped out and like emailed Scott. I was like, is this a cool idea? Can we do this as a book? And he said, sure. And we were just going to do it um, for fun. We were just going to kind of knock it out and try to do it in like three weeks and and stuff like that. And as I was uh, designing the characters and like coming up with different ideas, um, I had a lot of friends and, um, you know, some of my art buddies and stuff that were like, this is this is really cool. You should actually like turn it into a real book. So as Scott and I kind of went back and forth and came up with more ideas and stuff, we just it just kind of rolled into something. Now, Tyler, you you being the artist now, your wife, you who you met at college, correct? Yeah, you are correct. Now, she's the uh, painter and the, the uh, colorist of the book as well, right? Yes, she is. So that's how you two came to be. Now, how did uh, Tyler and Scott, how did your guys' uh, paths cross? Pencilljack.com, actually. Yeah, we have uh, an online relationship. <laughs> yeah, we've actually only <laughs> met in person twice, you know? It's true. Wow. It's very true, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like, uh, what was that movie with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? Sleep with some sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's very wow. much like that. A lot of yeah. Tom Hanks references happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, um, that's it, basically. Yeah, no, he, um, I was I was on there looking for artists to, to, you know, to bring scripts to life for me because that's what you have to start out doing as a writer who can't draw shit. And... Um, he had some stuff posted up, and I was just messaging him. I was like, hey, dude, that's badass. And, like, you know, and it sort of grew into this relationship where we like pretty much a lot of the same shit. And next thing you know, we've got several comics together and all that good stuff. So It's it's pretty gross how similar we are sometimes, to be honest. Like, we, <laughs> it's like we've known each other for forever when we really haven't, you know? Yeah. That's how you churn out good work, though. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, and I think that that's, that's true, too, is, I mean, like, when it when it comes to coming up with some of these ideas and like when we when we've been doing stuff for uh, the second issue of Hank Steiner, it's just like, you know, it all comes super naturally to us, and it's kind of crazy how easily we're just like, yeah, 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 that's going to be so badass. Let's put that in there, <laughs> you know? Right. Which is exactly how our process like it if it reaches you know the bar of badass, it just kind of gets tossed in the put pot it in the book, so. yeah. <laughs> 
Now, how far do you guys uh, see Hank Steiner going? I mean, how far ahead do you have written, or where are you, where are you going with this one? We've kind of got sort of a, I'd say it's right now it's minimum four, maybe five. It just kind of depends on where these next issues kind of take it and how much we want to pile on top of it, I guess. But ultimately we have an idea of where the story ends and sort of caps it all really well, the sort of idea that we introduced in the first issue. So I, I would say four to five issues, something that's just, you know, really, really feels like a huge story, but you can pick up in a trade and be done, you know? Right. I could draw it for forever. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if if it's one of those books, I think that if if I don't get sick of it, which I don't know, I really don't think I'll get sick of it. If if Scott still wants to at the end of four or five issues, I'll keep drawing it for until I die. So, well, right. that's the beauty of the character is, is, you know, he's he's one of these guys who's really open ended as far as like and so is the world in which he lives that we don't you know, we can tell this story that sort of we have in mind, but then we can go and jump back, you know. Just like just like any other book does, you know, we can jump into the history of the character in the world and do all kinds of more interesting stories. Right. It, it seems like an idea that would do uh, really well right now. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it seems like uh, monster stories, whether they be dark or comedic, are kind of on the rise again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I hear a lot of that at conventions. Um, there's definitely. I mean, people always. I mean the. The biggest thing that I get is that people tell me that Hank is really cool. Like they're right. just they like the character, they like the story, they like the whole noir thing. They just they get a kick out of it, you know. It, it's I don't I don't think that Scott and I see it as like this super deep, meaningful book. Like there's you know, that's not what Hank's about. It's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be funny, it's supposed to be gory, you know, it's just right. you know, kind of a fun book to read. Yeah. I love the whole noir aspect of it too. Yeah. Thanks. And they're reading the first couple pages. They're like, man, this is like old style detective. <laughs> awesome. You know what? Yeah, I have really... some noir music I'll put behind this. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, For sure. Yeah. That is clutch. I actually listened to uh, like noir music while I was doing it. So, hey, perfect. Really? That works yeah. out. <laughs> and I could almost see it being an animated show, too. Oh, oh, that'd man. be cool. Oh, really good on it. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would get you tired of drawing it and having to draw it over and over and over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Depends I, how I, big the money bags are. I actually, we had Motor City Comic Con over the weekend, and um, I had a guy come up to me, and he was kind of looking at stuff, and he was looking through my prints and stuff, and he's looking at the comics on my table, and he picked up Hank Steiner, and he flips through it, and he's like, how much is this? And, you know, we tell him, he's like, well, I definitely want one. Then he asked if he could buy one of our Hank Steiner displays, and I'm like, uh... I can't really buy that. So, you know, he bought the book and he was like super excited and he went away and like a half hour later he came back and he's like, will will you do a commission for me? And I was like, sure. And he's like, will you, will you draw Hank Steiner, but will you put him like with Hellboy in a picture? And that was like, oh man, I was was like, yes, this is the coolest thing. So that was like, that made my, that made my fucking weekend to draw a picture of Hank Steiner with Hellboy. Oh man. I would love to see that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. for sure. Hey, follow me on Twitter uh, at Killustration. It's up on there. Oh, oh okay. man. Okay. Yeah. We will follow you immediately. <laughs> you mentioned you just got back from what was it, uh, Motor City Con? Yeah, Motor City Comic Con. You, you guys uh, get out to a lot of Comic Cons with Hank Steiner? Uh, I, Scott, I don't know how much you do. I mean, I, do, do you do conventions that much anymore? I am. Uh, I've done one, but I haven't. No, I haven't gotten out there quite yet. Well, my wife and I, you know, we're freelance artists, so that's basically you know between doing like comic book contracts that's the other part of our job right that's what pays the bills is traveling all over and like hawking our wares to people 
so yeah, I mean, Hank Steiner gets around as far as conventions and stuff go. I mean, it's it's up on Comicsology, it's on Drive Through Comics. I've had you know a few downloads here and there, um, but I'd say I, the mo- the most that I sell would be at conventions for sure. Okay, well, I'm really hoping that uh, you guys happen to be at a con near us sometime. I'd love to run into you guys. Where are you guys based out of? We're in Ohio. Oh, oh okay. perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were we were both at uh, what was it? Mid Ohio Con? Yeah, we did Mid Ohio Con not that long ago. What yeah, last year? No, it was like three years ago, I think. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. You should make your <laughs> way to the Cincinnati Comic Expo this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, well, 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 I mean, is that is that Cincy Comic Con or Cincinnati Comic Con? Because there's the two. That's Cincinnati Comic Expo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we since are a, doing... there's a Cincinnati Comic Con. It's usually like is the it? week before or something like that. Yeah. We're doing Cincy in September. That's the one that Tony Moore runs. Yeah, right? Tony Moore does. Yeah, he's kind oh, of a friend of a man. friend. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. And then we're doing Space in July in Columbus. Oh, I thought that already happened. So did I. Mm-mm. Mm. Yep, Space. Oh, and then we're doing Akron in November. Akron Comic Con. Well, we'll probably see you at the Space Con then. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, so we've got a couple in Indiana, or not Indiana, Ohio. All right, yeah, man. Yeah, we got to meet our people we talked yeah, to on yeah, the yeah. show. <laughs> we've got to meet a few, but uh, yeah, since we've been at a con last, we've acquired quite a uh, library of different guests we've had yeah. on, so it's going to be awesome to get back out this summer and uh, meet some of you guys. That would be cool. Uh, a couple more quick questions for you here before we uh, wrap up. One sure. thing I really loved about uh, Hank Steiner was in the very back, you, you guys put a little bio uh, <laughs> you know, for each of you, which is awesome for someone in my position because it definitely helps when come up with questions to ask you guys. But uh, really quick, I had to touch on first. Tyler, you had, I think it was Tyler. Oh, yeah, it says Tyler has a uh, soft spot for children's toys. And I yeah. believe <laughs> I do too. I've got a pretty okay. big soft spot. So uh, what do you what do you <laughs> like collecting? Um, I like Legos. If I had to pick oh, like okay. an absolute favorite, uh, it, as pathetic as this might be, we're like a Lego family, right? Like both my kids love Legos and Sarah loves Legos too. And I am not beyond asking my mommy for Legos for Christmas. Hey, that's like all right. every, oh, I swear every year she'll be like, so what do you want for Christmas? And you know, it's this, the standard stuff. Like I need new underwear, mom. And I need socks. I'm like, also, you know, there's this really cool Lego that, you know, it's like, it's like 50 bucks and I don't want to buy it. But if Santa, wanted to bring it to me i'd make me a happy boy you know? i'm right there with you with legos i got the imperial walker for my birthday oh hell yeah and sure. after that i've got almost all the stuff from the star wars rebels series that's kind of awesome. offer that's great well you know what they say about a lego family a lego family is a happy family it's true well i don't know that we're a happy family but we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely a lego family okay. our Nothing. son's 11 he's never happy <laughs> you know they're they're entering the middle school stage where everything sucks oh i see uh, yeah i'm still kind of in that phase i think yeah, i <laughs> got out of it <laughs> all right then scott you mentioned you're a a lover of the retro games uh, anything in particular what games do you love uh, I'm a pretty hardcore um, Nintendo and uh, Super Nintendo guy. I, um, oh yeah, you know I, I play a lot of Japanese RPGs from that time and that era, and then uh, you know, shoot, you know like the original Final Fantasies, but like all the NES stuff like Ninja Gaiden and uh, 
Double Dragon and you know all those good stuff. So. Do you actually have like a working NES or do you use emulators or? Um, no, I actually have all working systems and uh, I go out and hunt for carts and you know clean them and all that good stuff and uh, you know. Give them a good blow in the end. So yeah, like take them apart and clean them with Q-tips and all that good stuff. So. All Sorry. the different tips that are tricks I tried growing up to get those things to work. It was all in vain. Oh yeah, man. They're it's a complex system <laughs> <laughs> to get to get eight bits to work on a screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. That's awesome. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, to our listeners, you can uh, follow Tyler Sows on Twitter at uh, Kill. Excuse me, Kill. You ah, can you say it, Tyler? Illustration. Yeah, it's like illustration <laughs> there we go. with a K in front. And uh, <laughs> at thekillustrator dot com. And you can follow Scott at uh, Pistol Whip Press. Is that, did I say that right? Yes. My correct. writing is horrible. <laughs> and uh, you can go to pistolwhippress.blogspot.com to follow up on Scott. And also, uh, Sarah, Tyler's wife, has a website, sarahsells.moonfruit.com. You can check out what the creators of Hank Steiner are up to. All right, guys, and, uh, anything else this week? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this week sucks. <laughs> All right, Jack, what do we have on the website? Show recaps, videos, trailers, photos, the canned air, comic book store, movie store, and video game store. And you can also find us on Twitter at canned air pod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. Uh, Facebook, of course, we are easily found there. We are also new to WordPress, so go to candairpodcast.wordpress.com. We're going to try to post uh, interesting things on there. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Leave us a comment somewhere. Yeah, on iTunes, anywhere. Uh, we want to hear from you people. I think that wraps it up. So until next week, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. I'm Scott I'm Schmidt. Oh, Scott, you ruined it. No, you, you, you did fine, Scotty. I'm Tyler Souls. And we'll see everyone next week. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Cause that's where the Rangers gonna be. And they don't come with a vehicle. Plus, you can't take them underwater. And if you do, they. Nice.
happened if you say you were in? Oh, I'm in computers. Computers? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. The... I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.